James Joyce's Ulysses is a work celebrated for its nuanced yet scorching interactions with religion, yet it appears that the critical voice of the Jew is painfully missing, especially on the Jesuit campus of Boston College. That silence ends now. Listen as Harold Koss discusses and reflects upon the great 20th century novel through the lens of his experiences as a Jewish American. Episode 10, Wandering Rocks. In the previous episode, Scylla and Charybdis, Joyce displays the academic interaction with religion. In Wandering Rocks, we get to see how a leader of said religion actually holds themselves within society. Father John Conmey sees himself as, in every sense of the word, elite. His positions as a religious leader in the heavily Catholic Irish society gives him a level of prestige and value that is unique in Ireland at the time. This reminded me immediately of the position of rabbis in Judaism. Jews don't have a primary leader to look up to like a pope, so rabbis are seen as the definitive leader of a community and the ultimate voice of reason and guidance. Yes, Rav Rosen had more responsibilities than simply teaching me how many books were in the Pentateuch. I never disliked the guy, nor thought he was mean. He did have a level of self-estimation that only comes from being the definitive leader of over 10,000 Jews in the northern New Jersey area. It just feels wrong that a person should feel so above others when they inhabit a position that is supposed to be devoted to helping others and considering them equal to yourself. The only issue comes about when the perk of being locally famous becomes a tool to enrich yourself or put others down. Brother Jason really must have thought he could have gotten away with stealing the donations out of the tabernacle after Ash Wednesday. It's a shame that such a good part-time history teacher turned out to be a klepto. On page 202, we see Martin Cunningham pay a passive-aggressive compliment to the tribe of Israel. While talking to Mr. Powers, he remarks that there is much kindness in the Jew. While this hits my ears as the same type of compliment as, you don't look that ugly today. I think it reflects how Martin Cunningham is actually trying to form his own opinions about Bloom and other Jews that are separate from the general, so the general social stigma placed upon them in Ireland. The meekness and optimism displayed by Bloom during Hades surely left a lasting impression upon Martin Cunningham, and I'm interested to see if this character development progresses or devolves as the story progresses. Wandering Rocks gives the reader the first broad-scale perspective of Dublin and her inhabitants, and the general construction of the chapter highlights a significant aspect of Irish society. Joyce decides to put representations of the church and the state at opposite ends of the chapter, and the individuals re representing each institution never pass one another. This, I believe, reflects how Joyce desired religion to be separated from the affairs of the state, and disapproved of Ireland's conflation of the two institutions. I find it interesting how Joyce argues that such institutions can be separated. Meanwhile, any person who has been on birthright is bound to talk your ear off about how Israel must remain an explicitly Jewish state to protect its people and preserve the religion. I think that Israel is a perfect example of what Joyce feared his nation would become, a place where religion is used to further entrench systems of oppression and nests and nets upon its people. Judaism has, in, 
has irreversibly tied its identity to that of the Israeli state, and this anti-modernist chimera has only resulted in hostility and a lack of compassion. If only Bloom had been a politician instead of an ad salesman. Thank you for listening to this episode. In the next installment, we feast our ears upon the sweet yet sobering music of sirens. Thank you.